of Summer Heat Check where I assess my hypo for all the major shows that are dropping over the next few weeks. Now I have to start out with a confession. It wasn't until I was trying to title this episode that I realized I don't actually know the date for the end of summer. And after a quick Google, um, I was blown away to find out that the fall actually starts September 22nd. For some reason, I always thought it was October 1st or something. Or more accurately, I thought it was when the first game of football happens or girls start posting pictures of pumpkin spice lattes. Before diving in, I want to shout out The Thrillist for putting together a killer breakdown of all the upcoming shows and descriptions, which I'll be reading from directly before giving you my thoughts. Let's get into it. Starting with The Undeclared War on Peacock, dropping August 18th. A co-production between Peacock and Channel 4, this thriller series is set at the UK's GCHQ, where a team of cybersecurity analysts are busy fending off online attacks and a young intern discovers a threat and finds herself in the middle of a terrifying game of cat and mouse. Now I gotta confess something, prior to recording the show I had never heard of the Undeclared War, Um, but it looks like a British version of 24. A thriller that keeps you guessing at every turn, Um, a lot of things at stake, a lot of good hacking scenes, you know, classic Hollywood stuff, but it has Simon Pegg in it, and I love Simon Pegg. Uh, maybe you've seen him in Shaun of the Dead or Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And it's a very topical show. It deals with a certain situation in Russia and even names Putin by name, which I think takes balls for a show to do so. A lot of these shows will go for like a generic dictator, which you know is Russia, but they won't say is Russia. Um, you know, Top Gun did this when they went a whole movie without naming the actual enemy country. And they even had the fighter jets from the enemy country having like these clip art style decals all over them and no no specific country flag or anything. So my hype level here for this show is a six out of 10. All right, next up we have She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, dropping on Disney Plus, August 17th. Tatiana Maslany is Jennifer Walters, an accomplished attorney who just happens to have the green, muscly superpowers of a certain Avenger and all the superhero baggage that comes with it after receiving a blood transfusion from Bruce Banner. Managing legal cases involving superhumans is no joke, and the ability to transform into a six foot seven monster in the courtroom can't hurt. Now, full disclosure, I'm not the biggest Hulk fan. Um, his storylines have always seemed to run together for me, and I tire of the Jekyll and Hyde routine quickly. I'm not as familiar with She-Hulk uh, and, and how she differs, or if she's, you know, literally the female version of Hulk. Um, but you know, if you haven't heard, there's there's a lot of controversy around the show already go figure there's controversy about a show on the internet especially a nerd type show I mean, it has most to do with the cgi look some fans were not really happy with, with the way the trailer looked when it dropped um, but some video effect artists say it has to do with youtube's compression but considering a lot of movies and shows use cgi and don't come off this poorly i'm not so sure that fully explains it if you watch the trailer it's clear they try and show her in action a lot kind of you know angles from behind her or to the side of her and they show her body as much as possible but the shots of the cgi face are few and far between anytime you juxtapose a cgi character with real life characters are going to stand out personally i think they should have gone makeup over cgi vecna style like they did for stranger thing at least for the face even more unsettling though is the fact that a studio is going to put their best foot forward in a trailer so uh, it's essentially, you know, a highly vetted, highly polished highlight reel. If things ever look shaky on a trailer, that doesn't bode well for the scenes that are getting, that are not as getting as much attention, right? The other 
you know, 50 minutes of the episode. But if I'm being completely honest, I'm not sure I would have given it a second look if I hadn't heard all the controversy around it. Now I can't stop staring at it, which feels unfair. I plan on coming to the show with a clean slate, though, to the best of my ability. Aside from the CGI, the actual show looks mid, if I'm being honest. I love when shows mix in daily slice-of-life aspects, but I'm really hoping it's not a 50-50 split. The trailer leans heavily on the slice of life, and at the end of the day, we want a superhero show. I'm hoping it settles more around that 70% superhero business, 30% lawyer business. If it's able to do that, and the CGI is not too distracting, um, then, then I'll be excited for this show. My hype level here is a 7 out of 10. Next up, we got House of the Dragon, dropping on HBO August 21st. One of the main questions at the start of Game of Thrones was, how did all of this fall apart in the first place? Set 200 years before the events of that series and based on George R. R. Martin's book Fire and Blood, House of the Dragon chronicles the Targaryen's rule of Westeros from its beginning to its disastrous end. Now, I've seen a couple of episodes of Game of Thrones, but I have not seen the latter seasons. I'm actually very excited for the show and that I get the chance to experience it as if I were, as if it were the first entry into a series not really knowing how things end in the original. Sure, I'll probably miss some Easter eggs, or dragon eggs in this case, but I'm anxious to see if they're able to satiate someone who has no real inkling of how Game of Thrones ends while simultaneously keeping their hardcore base entertained and happy. My hype level here is eight out of 10. The trailers that I've seen have looked great, and the original show got so much love that I'm, I'm very excited here. Next up, we got Welcome to Rexham on FX, August 24th. Fair warning, none of this program really makes sense, but alas, it's real and it's coming to FX. Welcome to Rexham is a docuseries featuring actors Ryan Reynolds, who people tend to either love or not love, and Rob McElhenney, as they take over the ownership of a British soccer club, Rexham AFC. Gold, baby. Now, I'm trying to come into the show with low expectations, but my hype meter just won't let me. I love soccer, and the fact that this is based on the real-life acquisition of a dying soccer club by two American actors make this, makes this a real-life Ted Lasso-ish experiment that, for me, is much must-watch TV. My only ask is they have a crossover episode where fellow real-life soccer team owners Matthew McConaughey and Will Ferrell make an appearance and play a friendly exhibition game. I give this an 8 out of 10 on the hype meter. Next is Andor on Disney Plus, August 30th. The latest Star Wars prequel slash sequel slash midquel series is Andor, which tells the exploits of Rogue One's Cassian Andor, played by Diego Luna. During the first five years of the rebellion against the Empire before his fateful trip to steal the Death Star blueprints, the series was developed by the Bourne movie's Tony Gilroy and promises a much darker, more intense version of the Star Wars universe. Personally, I think Rogue One is in the top two to three Star Wars properties to come out of the Disney era. For me, that list probably includes Force Awakens, Mandalorian, and Rogue One. Diego Luna, Diego Luna kills it in the movie, and he kills it in Netflix's Narcos Mexico, where he plays cartel boss Felix Arellano. There are strong spy elements to the script, and the music in the trailer is chilling. Unlike the Book of Boba Fett, Streets of Mosesba episode, which has hipster Power Rangers ruling the streets, the visuals in Andor look extremely grounded. My hype level here is extremely high at a 10 out of 10. I could not be more excited for this show. Next, we have The Patient dropping on Hulu by FX. And it comes out August 30th. 
Have you been hankering for more of that thrilling doom and gloom seen in FX's The Americans? Well, the series produced by FX and airing on Hulu comes from the same creators, Joe Weisberg and Joel Fields. The 10-episode limited series is a psychological thriller starring Steve Carell as a psychotherapist who gets kidnapped and held captive by a serial killer who wants him to help curb his murderous urges. I am a huge fan of The Americans, one of my all-time favorite shows, and although this one seems to be smaller in scale and have less global stakes on the line, for example, there's no Cold War or nuclear fallout in play here, I trust them to be able to tell an engaging story even if it's on a smaller scale. Admittedly, Funny Steve Carell is my favorite version of Steve Carell, but after Foxcatcher, I'm thoroughly convinced he has the chops to pull something like this off. My hype level here is a 6 out of 10. Next, we've got Lord of the Rings Rings of Power, dropping on Amazon Prime September 2nd. All we know about Amazon's extremely expensive Lord of the Rings series is that it takes place in the second age of Middle-earth, an age of heroes that laid the groundwork for Sauron's dark legacy in the War of the Ring. We'll meet characters and see locations that were only stories by the time Frodo and Sam took the ring to Mount Doom. Speaking broadly, the most recent San Diego Comic-Con trailer hit all the right notes of a good Lord of the Rings narrative, tracking individual storylines and how their tales of bravery or evil play into a much larger story where the balance of all of Middle-earth is at stake. I think out of all the shows, I have the most anxiety for this one, though. The stakes are so high with how much money is being spent, and if it goes well, we get more Lord of the Rings. If it goes wrong, we might have just set the clock back on something like this for a long time. The premise of seeing Sauron's ascent to power and the forging of the rings is very exciting. But again, these are such monumental moments in Middle-earth history, they can't afford to get them wrong. I'm curious to see which characters and original actors will or will not make appearances. I'm really rooting for this one and hope it goes well because it's been too long since we've gotten some fresh Lord of the Rings content. Hype level, 10 out of 10. Finally, strike hard, strike fast, no mercy because the last show on this list is none other than Cobra Kai Season 5, dropping on Netflix September 9th. Get ready for another action-packed chapter in this Karate Kid spinoff. Season 5 picks up right where Season 4 left off with John Kreese in prison Terry Silver scheming to take over the Karate Empire and Daniel LaRusso teaming up with the chosen Toguchi to try to take him down. I am so excited for this show. Cobra Kai knows what it is and is so confident in its own shoes. Every season rides that line of somewhat cheesy, heartfelt, suspenseful drama with plenty of action. I expect nothing less from a fifth season where they've already had a lot of practice by this point. I think we're all expecting Kreese to turn good. At least that's what I'm expecting. And I just hope that even if he does, they can keep it suspenseful and avoid taking the easy, predictable route. Hype level for this, 9 out of 10. Well, that's it for the Summer Heat Check. I hope you enjoyed this more casual type of episode. There will be a lot more going forward with show reviews, breakdowns, and things like that. So if you like this episode, please leave a review. And if you'd like to connect or suggest future episode topics, you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube under the name Strange as Fiction. Until next time.